0: I'm recording this right now. I don't know exactly how this will go. I'm doing this pretty raw and off the cuff, but we will forever miss you, Tom Smith. He was one of the biggest People in my early life exploring noise, as well as everyone else in Hair Police, Trevor, Robert, and Matt, we would sit and listen to To Live in Shaven L.A. all the time. There was nothing like it. There will be nothing like it. Ever again. And... Tom's singular presence and persona will forever be with us in the music. But they certainly broke the mold when, when Tom was made, for sure. I felt incredibly lucky that he ever took the time to talk to me very early on there was no reason he needed to reply to emails or packages we were just such huge fans to us he was it, it would it would have been like trying to get in touch with uh, i can't even think of anybody but it was it was unfathomable that he would even take the time to talk to us or, con you know, reply to us. And it meant so much. He was such an early person that I was ever in contact with, and it was just so important. And the the music itself, you know, and we're putting up the 7-inch episode that Tara and I did a few months ago. We're making it available to everyone today, and that was a great day when we put that seven inch on and then just immediately started going back in on the discography and we actually sat down and listened to Wigmaker in its entirety from front to back and i not saying that that's never happened before, but it's I certainly had never done it before. <laughs> the entire double disc and it was incredible and just listening to the you know how he had worked on that for so long it was that name wig, the Wigmaker title was there from the beginning from about 95 96 it was something that he had been working on forever and just when it came out it was so exciting it was this this legendary album that everyone had heard about everyone had heard Tom talk about and the fact that it finally came to fruition was just we couldn't believe it and it's still one of the most monumental albums of that era and hearing to live in chapel for the first time it was definitely 30 minute manacream it was definitely the Legendary Ross Wilbanks, who I've referenced multiple times as my very first noise guru, the first person to introduce me to noise and he had this CD and the CD and the CD that we still have is the CD that I got from Ross. It's the exact same CD it has you coffee stains and the disc the cut case is damaged, but i wouldn't it's such a special c d for me and it it was just unlike anything i'd ever heard, and to this day you there's nothing like it you there's no band project that came close to what they did you in two seconds. Of a To Live and Shave track, you know you're listening to To Live and Shave in L.A. When we heard the news, it was so shocking. It was a bit numbing at first. And then we immediately put on the cortege, which was a CD from about, I guess the last time we saw him was about five years ago. And I think it had come out then. And so it was new then. So in the grand scheme of things, a relatively recent album. And the first track, Bright Lights, Theaters, Furs. I mean, that title alone, that is pitch perfect Tom Smith. And the vocals are just peak Tom Smith. And boy, the second his voice came on, we just completely broke down. I'm I'm surprised. It's been back and forth all day. So I'm keeping it together right now. But it's not necessarily easy. But hearing his voice, it was just, it brought me back to the early days of hair police and all of us just sitting around like, what, who is this guy? What is this? What is, how is this being made? What, what is he doing? What, those vocals. And it was it, it was so, so incredibly important to us. And the last time we saw him, when we talk about it in the episode, it was just the best time we'd ever seen him. We'd seen him a lot. And, of course, the first time was that the first No Fun and in perfect Tom Smith form, he didn't give you what you wanted. It was a, if I recall, it was almost techno It wasn't. It wasn't the wig maker and it wasn't 30 minuten, but that's Tom, right? It was, he was never going to give you what you wanted. It was, he was going, it was always going to be, we're, we're, we're in Tom's world. Let's, you got to deal with it. And that was so beautiful. And we saw him multiple times in various incarnations. There was the full band tour and era with Andrew W K and Mark Morgan and Thurston Moore and others, and that was incredible, but this the final time we saw them it was it felt more like those early records. It was rat, it was Graham from Blossoming Noise, and another guy I apologize i I don't r- recall I don't think we met, and I don't recall who the the fourth person was, so I apologize, but they really br- just nailed what you think of when you think of to live in shaven la and we were revisiting tara luckily took a couple videos of that and some pictures so we were revisiting that today and it was just you know we talk about bands that immediately put a smile on our on your face and our face and boy to live in shaven la i mean there's just now it's obviously going to be tinged there's going to be a bittersweetness to it but you know, if, if I can simultaneously have a giant smile on my face with tears coming out of my eyes, that's that's what To Live and Shave in L.A. Is, will be, at least for a bit. There's not a bad time to go throw on some To Live and Shave in L.A. As he had done, one of, one of the early adopters to Bandcamp put up seemingly the entire discography on his Bandcamp, so it's all there. Please just go listen to any of it. Of course, you have the classic albums, Thirty Minute Manicure, Interview with the Mitchell Brothers, Vetter Vetter Bedwetter, which I always love that title because he he said he got that title. I think he was sitting in a bar, and a Pearl Jam video came on. And he said, I bet when he was in elementary school, the kids teased him better, better, bedwetter. I don't remember if that was in an interview or if it was a conversation, but I always loved that. I thought that was such a great r- rationale behind a title. And and I mean, he was a title and lyrical genius. It was layers and layers and layers of obfuscation. Look, uh, why would I attempt to say that word today? We all know that I am the worst pronouncer and I attempted that word today. I, that was just not, that was, you know. (laughs) But he, you just, you could read the lyrics, you could think about the lyrics all day. You may never get to what it was, but for Tom, it was clear what they were. Of course, it was this and this and this. Of course, it's this reference to this and this book and this movie and then a reference to an old to live and shave in L.A. lyric. Of course, you know, I mean, that's just tough, right? That was just that was what was so great. He was just I was I've been I've been communicating with a lot of friends today about this and especially some older friends who maybe it had been a minute. And that's, hey, look. There's never a bad time to reach out to an old friend there's never a bad time to reconnect and it's been really great sharing old stories with some friends and a friend said I thought this was a really great quote he said he came and lived in his own world and the gravity he created around it and I thought that was just a beautiful way to think about Tom because it's true it was he created his world. He created the To Live in Shave in L Shave in LA world. And let's also not forget Peach of Immortality, of course. Let's also not forget Bodov and all the things he did. Let's not forget Own. I would never was sure how to pronounce that band, but of course put out by Migo. So again, this is... It's devastating when we have all these people... We don't have physically anymore, but what we do have, of course, is we have their art and their music. So they will always live with us and we can keep them alive this way. And I think I say a number of times in the episode, oh, we got to have Tom on, we got to reach out to Tom. And obviously that time has gone and just if you're thinking about reaching out to somebody... Connecting with somebody, just just go ahead and do it. There's 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 no no better time, and it's it's just important to lift up this music, and it's it means so much to so many of us. And hey, if for if you never got around to to live in Shaven LA, hey. Do it today. Go go throw go throw on Wigmaker today because it's truly unlike anything else that's that came before it or came after it. And we all always have that to remember, Tom. Of course, we're going to work on a proper episode, tribute episode. We had already been talking with Aaron Dillaway about doing an episode, and I think obviously now more than ever we're gonna take our time and really put something together to pay proper tribute to Tom but I wanted to say something at in this moment and share my thoughts as raw and jumbled as they are but I think the file the episode Following this is a good take about how, especially Tara and I, feel about to live in Shaven LA and how important to live in sha- Shaven LA was for us and still is and will forever be. And of course, our thoughts go out to Tom's family, to Rat, to everyone who worked so closely with him. We will. Miss you and love you forever, Tom. You'll always be with us. Well, all right. Welcome to Seven Inch Sunday. Welcome, Tara.
1: Thank you, Mike.
0: And welcome, patrons. And we also send our welcome to Gray, who could not be here for this episode. We also will just have to, but we're here. And we are here to discuss a band that never ceases to put a smile. I know,
1: I'm smiling right now. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Since
0: discovering this band, and even to this day, this
1: cast of characters, anytime
0: we revisit to live in Shaven LA, it is a good time indeed. And today. We will be discussing the ride a cock over horse seven inch on Menlo Park from 1996. And I mean, where to really begin with To Live and Shave in Shaven LA?
1: Bunch of exponential people, huh?
0: Yeah, this is the sort of classic trio lineup of To Live and Shave in Shaven LA with Ben, Rat, and of course, Tom, Tom. Smith. And. This is a live seven inch with two tracks that would go on to end up on the wig maker of 18th century Williamsburg double CD at Menlo Park in 2002. Mm-hmm. Now, Tom would always rework songs and have yes. different versions of things. There is honeycomb tripe is the, I believe it's the final track on the second disc we aren't a thousand percent sure if the, je- the, uh, how would you pronounce the first? Geneva of, ro-
1: Orostes.
0: Orostes of yeah Orostis. Orostis. Uh, there's not a track title Jennifer. that, that does not mean that it did not end up with a different title. Uh, of course, you know, we could, you know, I, I, I know we are planning on doing a full to live and Shave in LA episode and yeah. we will certainly I mean, reach out to Tom. It
1: was, it was, one of those things like you introduced me to it in like 2000 yeah. and it's just one of those things when we,
0: when we first, when but I do feel like met? it's one of
1: those bands that you like, or you don't like, well, but we like the energy and we like the chaos and we like the maniacs involved and well, like immediately. I was well, sold. And the
0: absolute unique, unlike anything else. Yeah. Vision. And yeah. yeah. So for, so my introduction to, to live and shave would have been a few years before with um 30 30 minute manor creme the the debut cd from to live and shave mm-hmm. from 95 yeah and but uh, preceding to live and shave he was he's his projects were boat of that was his first project yeah. in the early 80s and uh famously well or maybe not so fa- infamously mm-hmm. legendarily mythologically did feature at one point and i can't remember if it was just on a show or something again. We'll it's um, we'll have to we'll have to get Tom on the horn and, and get some confirmation. That would be but phenomenal. I, but an early, early, early young man named Michael Stipe was yes. a yes. big was a part of. Again, might have just been a show. Yeah. It might be like a track on a tape. It's very minimally, mm-hmm. but there there would be threads of that that he would add into titles. Uh, one of the great titles being REM is Air Supply, <laughs> uh, and then Always Boda love- would would. Would morph into Peach of Immortality.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then To Live in Shaven LA, I believe, started. I believe this story is January 1st, 1995, is when it, To Live in Shaven LA officially started. And the name To Live in Shaven LA does come from a Ron Jeremy vehicle from the 80s of the same name. Ah, uh, in interesting. LA. But, yeah, I, but I remember sense. hearing the name, and this would have been in my early, my, the beginnings radio station days when. The fabled Ross Wilbanks was introducing me to, you know, noise that, you know, we talked about in the very first episode of cast discussed how he introduced me to MERS and yeah. through Tower Machine. Yeah. And to live and shave in LA was not far behind. And I just immediately fell in love. And I was just like, this is, yeah. because it's just so, it, even listening to it now, even listening to this in 2021, I can't, it still sounds, unlike anything else. Mm -hmm. And I'm still beautifully confused by it. Yeah. Like, like so bombastic. It's insane. And, and so that was, that was the first CD. And then, you know, pretty much was just obsessed with finding anything. And again, you know, late nineties, it wasn't, you know, I, I know we say these things all the time. You know what? There wasn't Discogs. There wasn't this. So it was it was about hunting these down. Yeah.
1: I mean, and you had an advantage because you worked at the radio station. So you could at least go dig through the stacks if of the radio station it, if they but, had it.
0: But, you know, st- yeah. a lot of this stuff was even still to it didn't get the yeah. promo copy. didn't get to the radio station. Some did. Some did. Some got sold. Yeah. But uh <laughs> Interview with the Mitchell brothers was always a favorite. Uh, I believe that's one of the ones that came after, but again, the discography is quite vast and again, beautifully confusing in a way there's mm-hmm. tapes and then, and then there's maybe different versions of it's that. It's like an Ouroboros and it <laughs> Yeah. And then there's this, but then there's the different version of this and this was unreleased, but it's listed in a thing. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Even down to this, he's talking about the Wigmaker album. this, came out in 96 that didn't come out until 2002 so he had
1: the album mike is referencing the barely scrutable liner (laughs) notes that are awesome um and handwritten uh, on the inside and do provide a lot of words yeah that go together in the way that like only one man could have written this well in you know
0: even (laughs) so many of the titles, you know, and, and I and I and I believe that there's, you know, he, he just lay, there's so many layers that go into so many of the titles and so many of the words that I, I think that's one of the, you know, powerful things about to live in shave in L.A. And you yes, know, I, it's
1: not it is. um it is that strange blend of smart and stupid simultaneously? Uh, yeah, well, smart and lowbrow. L- I exactly. would say not necessarily. Yes. S- not yeah, I would say yes. lowbrow.
0: Like, like for example, I, well, like I always loved an interview with the Mitchell Brothers. Of course, the Mitchell Brothers being uh, porn directors, uh, Vetter Vetter Bedwetter, and that came from that he he I believe the story that I heard I believe from him was that he was at a bar and there was a Pearl Jam video came on, whatever the bar, and he he postulated that when Eddie Vedder was a kid, the kids must have teased him calling him Vedder, Vedder, Bedwetter. (laughs) I think that's amazing. Yes. Uh, And then, you know, the, I always thought this title was so weird. Her, her, the so her, the put mouth. Like, so there's these, there's these, you know, just, wild like like layered strange titles that you know that obviously have you know he had there's there's a reason behind anything nothing's random yes. that's i think an important thing to live in, champion yes. in la while it may come off that way there's nothing random no. to the way these are put together no. and the way the titles and the words are put together with tom they're all there's a purpose and a, and and may it may be layered 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 purpose but there's 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 nothing just it's not happens it's not random it's not like there are there is a meaning to the madness
1: yeah i mean i had to look up a word in the liner notes like like he uses he just throws out avordupoy <laughs> like just right. randomly in the liner notes and i'm like wait what like even the first track the i think the jennifer of orestes Sure, it could be completely fabricated, but it could also be the old English spelling of Jennifer, which is like a a, a spirit, which is similar to gin, but like kind of like whiskey. It's like if gin and whiskey had a, a baby.
0: Right. Um, oh, I'm sure that's what it is.
1: Yeah, exact and it's just like all these crazy things like that are actual actual things. Uh yeah. Anywho. And,
0: and the and the the tracks here. So these are live tracks and I mean, it's just, you know, you, the first track, the Jennifer of O'Rustis, you know, it's just that tape manipulation and then just into this full on blast. And then just Tom's vocal madness. And and it's
1: just, I would love to hear his voice on the podcast because oh, it's oh, oh, so it'll, it'll happen. But it's just so distinctive. Like it's like um, all I could think of to describe this was like, um chaotic and spasmodic sleaze. Because- I
0: wrote down um, the, the sleaze, <laughs> chaos. It's a beautiful mess. And, and, yeah. and, and it's, you know, it's rock without the rock, right? Yes. Or, or is it rock with the most rock? Because that's rock something
1: with so many rocks simultaneously and that's something
0: that I always sort of that drew me to, to live in shave in mm-hmm. LA was that sort of rock, like treating this, in this sort of rock setting, you know, he's the yeah. lead singer. He's a mm-hmm. singer.
1: And yes. it is,
0: and it's, even though there's no, even though in this formation, you know, it's, it's base, it's bass, radio manipulation. I believe, I believe it's bass. Yeah. You, well, you hear the bass on the well, track. Here, let me see. Because Rat plays bass. I believe on this one.
1: Yes. Rat then, is credited with And then Ben plays bass. the
0: oscillator and radio manipulation, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Five and a half inch rat <laughs> shaft, no prostate. Yeah. That's all it's all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And then Tom doing the tape manipulation in the vocals. And then even on the tapes, his vocals are on the tapes, right? So that just adds to the confusion of what you're hearing because you're hearing his vocals manipulated with tape, but mm-hmm. then you're also hearing him live. And and in this era, his vocals are a lot more ripping. You know, they're a lot yeah. more, uh, you know, especially, you know, they're, they're just, they have this really sort of, you know, from the throat.
1: Yeah, and the... It's so strange on the first track because that bed of chaos under the vocals is so dense. like it is it is layered and layered and dense, and you can't punch through it. But the vocals are so forward in the mix. Yeah. like the it, they're just like right, right at the front of the mix. and uh, it's just makes it all just so interesting and just undeniably to live and shave and the thing I like about the vocals. Is they're not they're they're not processed or
0: affected. No. They are they're 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 unusual mic. yeah well, no what I mean like they're yeah. not not they're not going through any effects. Exactly. I don't mean like unaffected like mm. I mean yeah they're not mm. and that is something that they're I They're not is, disjected. Yeah yeah but that is something I think is was you know <laughs> I, you know back then it just that's how it was I mean you know any my all you know hair please was really no effects. Yeah. You know, so that was a certainly a huge, you know, influence. influence. But I don't think I realized that at the time.
1: Oh, I always like, thought so. But, though, but, yeah. like, but yes,
0: like I didn't realize that. Well, I mean, yes, to live and shave. In LA, I, yes, was obviously a giant, giant influence yes. on on certainly on hair police. I mean, I would say one of the biggest, mm-hmm. I would say to live and shave, you know, Garrow, Uh, you know, and a lot of, you know, a lot of other things. Yeah. But I would say. But again, it was this sort of. Treating it like a rock band, even like doing the intros. Yes, yes. You know, and on the side B, what he's he, it's opens with the intro. You know, uh, just
1: a total rock intro, and then and just then, like
0: right into it.
1: And even the outro, like uh, that's enough. Good night. Yeah, just like <laughs> this
0: is a new song. Yeah, and, and- I
1: remember when you were describing to me them to me first, like seeing them live. You were like, you don't understand. Tom Smith wears a golf shirt, and like for some reason. <laughs> That like was such a we were obsessed with him wearing like just like a golf shirt. times, or like a, a normal T-shirt, not wearing. Well, black, n- well no, not, not a normal
0: T-shirt. It would be uh, famously he has a there's a title the uh, three hundred dollar silk shirt.
1: Exactly. And, yes.
0: Yes. And the golf shirt. No, you're right. And that's from footage from Peach of Immortality. He's sitting there with. Like playing the tape player, and and we had actually, I never saw them in person live until No Fun, and so we missed the sort of the so this era sort of preceded the the five piece that what they would you know the the glam era, and that's yes. when he was wearing the glam glitter, yeah, and that was when Weasel Walter was on, was playing and Nando Navai and Rat and Misty. And that era, that very legendary Mm -hmm. era, I've seen soft footage, never got a chance to actually see it live. would have really loved to, but, but even live, it was always so different. Right. So the first time we saw him at no fun, it was sort of, I remember it was like jungle, uh, beats. It was like, it was like techno and it was, it was so strange. And then after that, it was sort of the era with, uh, Mark Morgan and, um, Andrew WK and Thurston was playing with them a lot, so it was sort of this full. Ba- I was in, it, again, it was the band, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was this. Uh, if I'm, WK a- 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 B- was on drums, but then the last time we got a chance to see him was. It, it was more in this style. Very much. There was this no, there was, yep. was no more drums. Rat was doing the processing, the radio yeah. and there was two other guys doing, you know, loops and mm-hmm. noise and stuff. And then Tom just on vocals. So, but again, it was treated the same way. And I would say that that was definitely the best time we ever saw them. I thought that was one of the best sets. It, it was, was so amazing. phenomenal.
1: It was in the, 2010 teens no, yeah yeah it was right before we moved yeah. here and it so was 2015, it was like 2015 maybe? and
0: yeah. it was one of those things where we actually i think it was i want to say it was even that day we didn't even know and i think someone had hit us up like oh are you going to see to live and shave tonight we're like, we're like well
1: we're not gonna not go see yeah it, to live it, and I, shave, I, like, I think
0: it was one of those if i'm not yeah. mistaken the way i remember is that we didn't even know it was happening yeah and somebody just hit us up and we're like well yeah of course we're gonna go and it was Awesome. I mean, it, it was,
1: was he was so just, just again, pure, like pure slinky, yeah. sleazy, just like grinding yeah. on the mic stand, just I didn't miss a damn beat. And then the vocals were awesome. The noise was sick. Yeah, it was great. Like, it was the whole package. Like it was awesome. We were just thrilled. Like it was sort of that thing where obviously
0: we we love, you know, their sort his sort of. You think I'm going to do this? Well, I'm going to do this. Yes. You think I'm going to do this? Well, I'm going to do the jungle drum. You know, yeah, you're techno.
1: expecting that? No.
0: This was... Um, and then it almost... So then it became almost like, well, I'm expecting something totally different, but then it this sort of is closer to maybe the albums in a way. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah. Like it, the, unex, the expected being the unexpected sort of thing. Or like, yes. I didn't think they would do it. Yes. I don't think I'd see a set in this style, you know? And I, I'm so glad we got to. And I just... You, and again, but I mean, this this evidence is certainly more. I mean, it's so it's so live and blown out. You know what I mean? In, in yeah. a great way, it's so just in the red. Yes, and and you know, even says in the liner notes that you know that it doesn't seem like the audience was super psyched on them. <laughs> uh, but, I don't believe it. I yeah, can't believe it. Yeah, but I mean, again, to live in shave in L.A. toured, and they played show like that was a huge, huge thing. Yeah, you know, they did tours, and obviously, Rat is one of the one of the you know noise tour gurus you know even on the laundry room squad. oh my side, god his he used, he used to have the sort of tour uh, basically lay out like what to expect what you need for a tour how long you know like how much money you need for gas how much mm-hmm. money you're gonna like he just laid it out for everyone it was the blueprint it was like yeah. well, here's what you do
1: oh my god and then you know you can't like interact with rat without hearing like the wonderful tour stories that he the tells. Story, and there is to say, I just, I could listen to him all day long. You just want, and, the stories. and even just, you know, the tales of playing to four people, putting everybody in the van, driving 10 hours, you drinking, go. you know, getting there, slamming as many beers as possible, playing, getting back in the van, dr- somebody driving overnight to the next gig. It like it would, it's just maniac stuff. Uh, I love it. Yeah, but it, it did inspire us. It 100%. always inspired us to be like, yeah, like why, why, um, why not? Why not be crazy? Why not live like a maniac? Why not try it? Why not? I mean, invent betu- your own reality be- in that way. Absolutely, you know? and it
0: was between the you know hearing about their tours and combining it with with getting the van, and that was mm-hmm. our mentality in those early days about touring it was that was the those were the blueprints mm-hmm. you know we got we you know we never we we knew it was going to be hard and we knew it was going to be kind, pretty thankless and we knew we we're probably going to come back broke yeah and, or, or, or and, in debt and
1: dirty yeah, and tired yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and but it was all you know and it was at that time for sure you know obviously you know as the years go on it's that that sort of I wouldn't necessarily, I would, I certainly would not do those types of tours again, mm-hmm. but when you're 20, when you're young, yeah. I mean, and these guys were these given guys were the weren't right 20.
1: amount of energy behind it. And these guys
0: were, <laughs> these guys, and that's the thing is, these guys were, they were adults at this time, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is a big, which was a big thing. I know that sounds sort of funny, but I do think that that is an important thing. You know, kind of this similar thing with, with macro I mean, Romer was an adult when macro started, he was in his you know third. Yes. And I think there's a different perspective, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, like these guys were, they had done, been doing stuff for 15 years. Yes. At this point, they had or careers.
1: More. Like and, legit.
0: And so <laughs> <Like a rat. laughs> I think that lends to their attitude and they're just, they're just full on. Yeah. Just this thing. They were just this absolute unit. And mm-hmm. And just refuse to do it any other way or do it like anyone else. And, you know, they would take the piss out of things. They take the piss out of things that I love and hold dear. Yes. But that's 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 fun. That's fine because it's them and it never because it because it it was just this thing unique to them, you know, and, you know, they would sort of that antagonistic thing. Yes. But it, that's it. But again, it's that sort of rock.
1: Just like on the second track on Honeycomb Tripe, he uh, he says this is for anyone in the audience wearing white. Right,
0: right, right. right. <laughs> and then
1: I'm sure somebody showed their white socks because he was like, nice socks. Yeah. yeah you know, but right. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe somebody maybe the chili peppers were out there wearing socks on their cocks. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> this is audio. Hey, what is a Honeycomb Tripe, Tara?
1: Uh, honeycomb tripe is the second stomach of a ruminant animal and it has like a honeycomb appearance and you can eat it boiled and it's in different dishes. I have never tried tripe or honeycomb tripe. Have you, Mike?
0: I, I have not.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've tried brains and tongue. I have tried a fish eye, but I could not bring myself to eat the cow eyeball. It was too much. Um... You know, and various other things in France, like you know escargot and entire ducks with heads and feet and seafood things that are whole and barely dead. Never tried honeycomb tripe though. Anybody else tried it? Do you like it? Is it good? I heard it's spongy. Often, if it's ill prepared, it's too chewy and it doesn't have much flavor. So it's good for marinating.
0: Hey, maybe we should check it out. I don't know. Listen to to live and shave it.
1: care to eat i'm trying to think of the things i don't care to eat i don't i don't have any interest in tongue or brains again i'm sure if they were prepared oh, I, would eat, some I would 100% eat. Chef, the, sure i would gourmet chef i'm sure i would enjoy the it the
0: mexican dish that people like a lot that's tongue there's a there's, this is
1: like a beef tongue right yeah. but
0: whatever it's called oh, not, yeah. i always think to get well, it.
1: it what is tongue language? yeah with Lang, Listen
0: to us, yeah. Gray would be like, at us. "Come on, okay.
1: you guys." is it in French? So, lang-gay? something like that. I don't Sorry, know. Sorry, whatever. I apologize. Sorry, we weren't prepared to discuss.
0: It just happened. Our uh, wishes for town. look. But, you, look, that's <laughs> the other thing, everybody. You're getting, and you know you're getting home time style where oh,
1: you're getting right. no, edits no edits this whole week. Oh, so everyone heads up. Oh, everybody up. heads up. You're heads blessed. Up. There's no edits in this one. You get to hear us Just, trying to figure out how we feel. Yeah. You know, it's so funny when you were talking about like what the, the draw is. Do um, you, know, you look concerned about the computer? I had to, I had to comment. Couldn't stop it. Uh, sorry. So like even like thinking about, the pockets of strange people that were strange in different ways that you could tour to and meet and interact with. And not everybody's odd in the same way. You know what I mean? Like people found their own approach to their unusual perspective and like listening to Live and Shave, looking at the liner notes, really just reading anything Tom Smith ever wrote. It really like puts you in that I don't know. It it just gives you that feeling of
0: it's in individual personalities. And that's yes. the thing we search for and everyone's unique take on sound and art and words. And to live and shave to me is one of the most unique. I'm always thrilled. I'm always excited to hear to live and shave. And it was so much fun listening to this. Seven inch and he's got a band camp up where I think almost everything is up there. It's a huge, yeah. huge band camp. So we'll, everyone needs to go to that and just, I'm, this is probably on there. We didn't even look to check before, but there's all the albums are up there and the world of to live and shave in LA is there for you to mm-hmm. dig into. And I'm sure we will do a full episode at some point. Uh, for sure. All right. well, Thank you so much. We'll talk to you on Wednesday on the regular episode.